All right, guys, I get excited when I see entrepreneurs like Grant Cardone taking advantage of the tax laws the way that they're meant to be taken advantage of. But I also want to position you guys in a way to understand how these big entrepreneurs like a Grant Cardone are able to buy a jet at the end of the year to avoid taxes and be able to avoid taxes in the following year and still have some of that benefit affecting him in 2021. He's not cheating the tax system. He's not spending long nights studying tax law. He has just partnered with the correct professionals. And with Grant's understanding, he realizes that just like in real estate, that he can avoid taxes through depreciation, that he can avoid taxes on his business income by leveraging depreciation as well. And so one of the things that Grant did was he purchased that jet, he placed that jet into his business before the end of the year, and he was able to get customers on that jet with him to go on flights so he can justify being able to write off that business. But justifying writing off a, a jet is a little bit more than just having a couple of your friends or business owners that you do business with hop on the jet with you. It is truly understanding the techniques around the tax code. So today we're gonna go over three techniques that Grant Cardone used to be able to write off his jet and the three techniques that you can use to be able to take the same expenses. Let's dive in. find me a jet he's like i'll call you back he calls him back he's like dang dude nobody's ever done that <laughs> the entire amount i'll find you a jet they found me a jet i took delivery of it on december what like 26 oh or God. something okay <laughs> wrote off the entire you thing. wrote off a jet the entire thing the business it took care of all my taxes that year and the next year and halfway into the into next year how the can you write off a jet? It's the game, baby. It's the cage. This is the real cage. All right, guys, so I've already written out the three techniques for you, but we're gonna take extremely slow on how he did this because if you understand this, you will understand how you can turn everyday expenses in your life into business write-offs. Code section 162A is the tax code that Grant Cardone used to justify himself purchasing that jet. So code section 162A states that a business owner can take a business deduction if the business deduction is ordinary in nature to the business owner, necessary in nature to the business owner, and reasonable in nature to the business owner in the pursuit of income. So when Grant decided that he wanted to spend money on getting himself a jet, these three things he had to accomplish. Is the jet gonna be considered an ordinary expense for Grant Cardone? Hmm. Well, if Grant Cardone was only making one or $2 million and a jet cost $50 million, it'd be really hard to say that Grant Cardone could afford a jet. It wouldn't be an ordinary expense for a business owner that's making one to two million a year. But since Grant's making more like 200 million, uh, it is an ordinary expense for someone of his caliber to have a jet to get from point A to point B. But was it necessary? for Grant to have a jet in the year that he written it off. Remember the video we watched? He purchased the jet right at the end of the year. He took delivery in December. Right after Christmas, he had to get on the jet and he had to prove that it was necessary for him to have that jet that year in order for him to write it off. So this is what we're gonna spend time talking about, the necessary part. In order for Grant to be able to write off his jet, he had to do something that made it necessary for it to be written off that year. This is where he set up the scene for himself. 
He understands that if he's ever audited, the government's gonna want him to show proof that he actually used that business vehicle. So what he did was he got his business partners, associates, and clients to join him on the jet. And they spent time traveling and conducting business on the jet. If Grant's doing business on the jet, guess what he's doing? He is now making income. And that makes this purchase reasonable. It's necessary for Grant because he made the purchase and made money from it, but it was reasonable because he showed us how he made money from it. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me in this video. I wanted to interrupt it to say that I appreciate you for even clicking on this video. It was something that you didn't have to do, but I'm appreciative of it. One of the things that I've done to help you and other individuals like yourself who want to know tax law is I created a private group below my own Patreon where you can click on the link and learn a little bit more about the different groups that I've created so you can get more tax education outside of just a video once a week from me. I really look forward to teaching you and I hope to see you inside. Take care. Now, this part of code section 162a gets so many people tripped up because they're like, Carlton, oh my gosh, I just need a list. Can you just get me a list, downloadable PDF copy list of things I can write off and can't write off. I just don't want to ever be in fear. Grant knows that there's no list. He knows that if he goes to ask his tax accountant for a list, his tax accountant can come up with one. Because when you're a business owner, anything that you spend your money on, you can figure out if you're savvy enough how to make it an ordinary, necessary, and reasonable expense to your business in the pursuit of income. So if I'm spending money on um, a ticket to go to Florida, even though I know that I'm gonna be spending some time with my mother because she has a property out in Florida and she likes to live there, I might set up ahead of time for me to do business in Florida. So it's now an ordinary, necessary, reasonable business trip for me to write that off under my business, even though I might spend some time with my mother on that trip. So this is how he thinks. He thinks about how everything that he spends his money on can be in conjunction with code section 162A, ordinary, necessary, reasonable in the pursuit of income, okay? Second technique, IRC 179. Many entrepreneurs found out that if they bought a vehicle that weighed over 6,000 pounds, that they can write off that vehicle all in one year. I guarantee that everyone that's watching this video cannot find me a jet that weighs less than 6,000 pounds. That's true. <laughs> There's not too many jets that weighs less than 6,000 pounds, which means that if Grant has a jet that he is categorizing as a vehicle inside of his business, he can leverage code section 169, just like many of my business owners did who wrote off their Teslas and their GLEs and these gigantic cars that they had, plus bonus depreciation. These were the last two techniques that he leveraged. When you're leveraging 179, you're letting the government know that you have a business vehicle that has a useful life of less than 20 years. So a jet, typically isn't gonna last about 20 years. The useful life is less than 20 years. If you're leveraging bonus depreciation, you're telling the government that everything inside of this jet or everything inside of my rental property, or everything inside of my business, rather than it being written off over the course of five, seven, 10, 15 years, I want to write those items off in one year. Even though, even though I know they're gonna last longer than one year, even though I know my washer, my dryer, my stove is gonna last longer than one year, I want to write those components off in one year. In order to write something off in one year, you need to leverage bonus depreciation. 
And if you leverage bonus depreciation on a capital expense, you can now claim 100% of that purchase price and write it off all in one year. Let's do some math. Let's say I'm Grant Cardone and I decided I wanted to buy a Gulfstream and the Gulfstream had a $50 million price tag on it. Okay, this is the price tag. If I'm Grant Cardone, I know I'm gonna have to send a wire over to the people at Gulfstream to be able to take delivery on this. So I send the wire before December 31st. Hmm, where is the transaction being recorded? On my books in the year. That means I get to claim the expense in the year. Now, the second thing that Grant has to do in order to claim the expense is the vehicle that he's purchasing, the vehicle with this big price tag, it has to be put in business purpose. That's what the government calls it. Did it have business purpose? Was it in business use? As soon as Grant decided to take his business partners, his associates, his clients on the jet to conduct business, now he placed the jet into business purpose. If I was Grant Cardone, I was probably stressing out at the end of the year trying to get that jet as soon as possible because he probably called them up at the beginning of December. He already knew he had a tax bill. He already talks to his tax advisors in the months of October, November, so he already know how much he's gonna owe before the end of the year. He's not waiting to show up in the tax office in January, February, March, and April to figure out what that sticker shock's gonna be. That's reactive. That's not an investor. An investor is proactive. So Grant was like, okay, I already know my tax liability. I know that if I spend money in this year, anything that I spend money on this year, I can deduct this year. If I wait until January 30th to go buy the Gulfstream, I can't deduct it in the previous year's tax return. I bought it in the current year. You see what I'm saying? So he spent the money in the year. The next thing that he had to do was he had to place that jet into business purpose. I would have been stressed out trying to get that jet from Gulfstream quickly because I know how long it takes to deliver jets. And I know that Grant also likes to put a lot of his decals and logos and customize his equipment that he purchases. So when Grant took delivery of his jet, he immediately have an had another problem that he had to solve. He had to get customers inside of that jet. He had to actually conduct business with the remaining time he had left in the year. And it needed to be cons considerable, a reasonable amount of time for him to be on that jet rather than him just buying that jet December 31st and putting one customer on it. He needed to have a pattern that showed that he was actually using that jet for business. So he didn't just take that jet out the day after Christmas, he probably took that jet out every single day probably until the end of the year. Guys, what does that mean that Grant did? Grant had to sacrifice his time to avoid taxes. Grant had to take actionable steps, make a purchase, then use the purchase, conduct business just to avoid taxes. But what did that do for him? If I have 50, million dollars in depreciation, this 50 million can go to offset my tax burden. Now, it's not to say that Grant had a $50 million tax bill, but he could have had a $50 million tax bill. I personally think with all of the write-offs that Grant gets from depreciation, this was the last play he wanted to use to just wipe away the rest of his taxable income. And since he was purchasing such a big asset, he knew that he was gonna be able to benefit not only this year, but the following year from the losses. Because let's just say that I only had 25 million in tax, only, only 25 million in taxable income. Well, if I have a $50 million depreciation loss, this 50 million is now gonna put me at a $25 million loss. And these losses are gonna roll over 
to the next year to offset new taxable income. That's called an, a net operating ugh, loss carry forward. There's net operating loss carry backs. This would be called an NOL carry forward. I had a loss because I had more depreciation than I did taxable income. My depreciation created a loss on my tax returns. Those losses I could not claim, so they're rolling over to the next year to offset new income. This right here, guys, is a game to Grant Cardone. This is a game to me. I love the game because when people figure out that there are ways that they can reduce their tax bill, they want to be coached by somebody instead of going into it alone because there's a gatekeeper and the gatekeeper is the IRS. They stand there saying, hey, did you do the things right or did you do them incorrectly? And no one wants to be in a position where they took tax laws and abused them incorrectly and end up owing the IRS plus penalties and plus interest fees. Guys, I, I look up to some of these entrepreneurs and whether you do or don't is completely up to you. But one of the things that I look up to them about is their mentality around tax law. I love Grant Cardone's mentality around tax law. He understands that he will never pay taxes because of depreciation and being able to accelerate depreciation on a constant basis. But Grant Cardone also knows that he has to stay in the game in order to avoid taxes. If he gets out of real estate, he no longer has losses to offset his taxable income. So he's gonna continue to remain in real estate. If he touches the money in real estate, he's no longer gonna be able to avoid taxes. So he continues to 1031 exchange and avoid taxes. And these techniques are the types of techniques that I will continue to teach you guys on this channel. If you're looking for more information when, as it pertains to real estate tax law, feel free to sign up for my wait list on my course, Tax Alchemy. The link is below. And if you like this video, I'd love for you to like, comment, subscribe so I can continue to make more videos like this for you. And I'll see you guys on the next one.